Welcome back to the Bottom of the Pit podcast where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. I am, as per usual, Mick Whoopi Goldberg. And today I have on with me, you know him, you love him, the one, the only Lobo Berry Crunch. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is wonderful to be back here. Lobo Berry Crunch has joined me in the booth today. How are you feeling today? Um, man, I feel fantastic. I love doing these. I love being here. I appreciate you always inviting me. Well, I'm happy you're here today because we have a very special topic today. We are going to talk about a company that is on absolute flames right now in a good way. They are over the moon right now. They are front and center, I think, as far as active franchises and active games go. And that is Arc System Works. Now, I want to ask you, what are, just as broad as you can right now since we're just starting, what are your overall general feelings towards Arc System Works? Oof. Ah, oh, man. Um... General feelings is, is, is a lot to say. I mean, it's one of my favorite companies. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Among the gaming and fighting game franchises, I mean, I feel like they're just as up there as like you see like with Capcom, for example. I mean, think about like the just the, the, the names they got on their belts. You know, you got the Guilty Gear series, Blaze Blue, Dragon Ball, you know, and they got an up and new coming uh, franchise that they're starting with dnf fighter like i feel like this is like i'm I'm gonna be real this is all near and dear to my heart you know because i I loved guilty gear back in the day and i feel like just seeing everything that came from this company is just it's just as you as you just put it they're on fire right now they're flames fire man they're killing it right now we have never seen a um a consistency like this from them in uh, a long time they have you know they have two no okay they have way more games under their belt than just fighting games they're way more than just a fighting game company at this point well they always have been but i just feel like man as far as their fighting games go they are just hitting home run after home run after home run Mm-hmm. nah man you gotta you gotta really sit there and you, you think about it like as a whole like I think that when I think of, like, especially fighting game companies, you go you go back in the day, like, uh, the only other company that I can think of that was pumping games out left and right, you got to give it to Capcom. You Capcom, know, you had, they, had, they had a lot of franchises at one point. You know, Street Fighter, Darkstalkers, you know, like, uh, ah, damn, I'm drawing one-on-one right now. The one was the high, it was the high school kids. Oh, Rival Schools. Rival Schools, there it is, there it is, thank you. He's you know, the Rivals, they, they're in school, like, what is that called? Yeah, I know, right? Um, but yeah, then you you know from then we had like all the crossover games that came out of the of Capcom, the the X Men versus Street Fighter, eventually Marvel versus Capcoms, and they were pumping those games out like left and right. But I feel like right now, I mean, you know, you could correct me if I'm wrong if you think differently, but I feel like Arc Systems is kind of getting into that area right now, where they're just pumping games left and right. With yeah, different, I mean, different franchise. I, I don't want to say like pumping games out because that makes it sound like it's like uh, like factory, like they're 
kind of just like cruising right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. All the all the games that they have out are like super duper high quality. But you're right, they have so many different franchises just on the move right now, or they were on the move a couple months ago, and they just like uh, dropped off like Fighters or Grand Blue was just I guess Fighters and Grand Blue were at CEO this weekend. So I guess even then. You know, how many games right now does Arxis alone have at these big tournaments? Dragon Ball Fighters, Grand Blue, um, Guilty Gear, Strive right now. There's three games from one company at one tournament, every tournament. Yeah, that's that's big stuff to me, man. I mean, yeah, when, when I went pumping, I didn't, I didn't want to sound like they were just like, oh yeah, we're just throwing games out. Like, obviously, the best thing about what they do is they release some very high quality like stuff, like... Uh, I I love what they're doing. I love the, the styles that they use. And I feel like everyone can jump in and everyone's just having a good time. Like, I mean, that's kind of what it's all about, man. Just enjoying the games, having fun, seeing the different styles and matchups. Like, you know, it's it's crazy. If there's um, one thing that I, I think I've said this a million times uh, that Arxis is really good at, it's um it's adding a lot of personality and flair to their characters and gameplay compared to more grounded fighters like say street fighter and tekken oh 100 i could agree to that and uh but the the funny thing about arxis and i want to kind of go into the um the history of arc system works just uh just for a little bit because they actually have a very um interesting backstory uh before like they even found their foothold in fighting games with um their guilty gear series like when when they, they they've been in the game since the 80s can you believe that like 88 is when they dropped um wasn't the game they dropped it was it was double dragon right the revenge right they had they had a double dragon game yeah 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 i'm pretty sure it was double dragon the revenge yeah you're right damn they game for a minute they didn't change their name to arc system until 91 it was um, Arc, I guess it was Arc Company Limited, was what they started with, and they they only had eight people. There's eight people on their team when they started. And this was, I guess, back in the 80s, was it 40, 40 years ago almost? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, eight developers. I'm an, eight, I'm an 80s baby, so you're making me feel super old. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. But, 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 when, <laughs> but when you think about it, they started with eight people and now they have multiple branches of their company making multiple different series and they started with eight people so when you hear stuff like that it's like hey guys don't give up on your dreams see what arc system arc system's doing right now they started with eight people your company will get there if you stay focused and stay focused arcs did they cut their teeth on Sailor Moon games. Um, a big game they made was called Pizza Pop. I don't even know what that is, but I wrote it down because it sounds amazing. <laughs> um, they did Ghouls and Ghosts. They, did, um, uh, they, they Michael helped. Jackson Moonwalker. Yeah, and Moonwalker. Yeah, and they helped with Battletoads um, alongside Rare. And um, they made a Sonic game called Sonic Drift. Sonic game I've never played. Oh, um, I remember. I remember that game. It was on the so, gear, uh, the Game Gear. The Game Gear. See, that's that's beyond me. But like, people have been aware of Arxis without being aware of Arxis. Like, they didn't just like start with like all these games. 
But I found what was interesting in my research is they actually, like back in those olden days, they did create a fighting game before even Guilty Gear called uh, Mishojo Denjin Sailor Moon. And that was a fighting game. And I've actually, me and uh, the Jamaican Shake, we actually watched a tournament of that game one time. And it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an old game, so it's broken. So so, so how do you feel about the, the storied history of Arxis that I think people don't um, give so much credit to compared to, say, Capcom or Namco? I mean, this is where, like, when we, when we see, like, companies that, you could say, that started off as sleepers, eventually evolving into something. Like, you just said, like... This was a company that started out with eight people, you know, making games for other game companies that obviously became bigger. So it was, it was clear, like, in a sense, they were very much like the little guy that just kept getting their name out there, kept working on these titles. Again, Double Dragon, Ghosts and Ghouls, the Michael Jackson Moonwalker game. You know, the these were games that obviously like I grew up with. I played and I'm going to tell you right now, when I was a kid, I didn't care who the company was. I was just having fun and then just a couple years later right into the late 90s you know they uh they came out with my one of my personal all-time favorite games to play guilty gear guilty and gear. i remember i remember being in um see this was uh this was before it was uh called gamestop i was in funko land funko land i remember funko land funko land i was in funko land with my mom um and uh, she, it was one of those like she was she only let me go in there because like she was running some errands. I was a good boy and I wanted to go to the store, so I got to pick it. And I remember browsing the shelf and I remember picking this game up in this interesting looking CD case. Now, um, this was really before I knew like about the difference between like fighting games. Like um, I saw the characters on the cover and they looked very much like the Fatal Fury characters from the movie. So I was like, wow, this anime style looking fighting game looks really, really cool. And I remember paying $59.99 for that goddamn game. Jeez. And even back then, that's how much yeah, it was. That was $59.99, my friend. And luckily we lived in Delaware, so tax-free shopping. <laughs> well, tax-free, um, yeah, yeah. So and I remember my mom grunted and was just upset at the idea of even buying this game, but she made a promise to me. I took that game home, I popped it in. And it was just like a whole other world, man. The music, the the characters, the the styles, the just the flashiness. Like even doing like a simple combo just seems so like satisfying. And I just loved it, man. Like some of my fondest memories, probably from starting out in my fighting game days, you know, back then, kind of possibly came from the Guilty Gear. I probably fell more in love with 3D fighter games because of Guilty Gear itself. And then just that company just kept going on. Like next thing you know, there was like Guilty Gear, and then it was Guilty Gear X, and then Guilty Gear Plus. You know, Guilty Gear X, I think it was like 1.2 or something, 1.5, 1.5, and then X2. Like, and then there were other games that I didn't even really think about that they made. Um, Dragon Ball Z Supersonic Warriors. That Super was Sonic another Warriors, one. Yeah. Uh, Fist of the North Star. PS2. Oh, the fighting game. Yeah. That game is janky. It's janky, but but that's what I'm saying. Like these were titles that I feel like growing up, I would have never really known. Like these, this this one company was connected to so many things. And being an anime fan myself, like I'm a big Dragon Ball fan, and 
I loved playing those games. And then eventually, like, obviously, like, seeing where they kind of came from. And now, like you said, these were this was a company that was only like eight people deep. And now look where they're at. Like, three of their franchises are like mainstays in the tournament scenes. Mainstays. They're top tier uh, games. Well, yeah, Fighters and Guilty Gear and yeah, Grand Blue right now. Yeah, top tier. All top tier games right now. Now, um, you said that you uh, you bought Guilty Gear, like fi- like a physical copy of Guilt, the first Guilty Gear in Funko Land. Yes, sir. Which is very unique from probably most of the people um, nowadays, you know, who play who can play digitally. It's super cheap on Steam and stuff. That's how I played it first. I never played the first Guilty Gear. Um, when it first came out. I never played, um, I didn't even play, um, seriously, the second one, um, X2 or, uh, Plus R or whatever. Um, when that first dropped. You know, I had to go back and experience Guilty Gear for myself once x came out. So how was it experiencing all of this in real time, going from, in real time, Guilty Gear 1, you know, you experience all these characters with brand new, uh, the world, the the, um, the atmosphere, the aesthetics, and then just seeing it evolve. How was that? For me, I th- it, it was like uh, it was like watching like I, I, I I'm gonna put this as it's gonna sound as weird as possible. It's like watching your first Pokemon evolve. Like you you put all that work in, and you finally see that Pokemon evolve into that ma- that next level, and then you finally see like their final form. And you always have that like that bond throughout the entire game. Like, come on, how many people actually get rid of their starter Pokemon when they get when they play the games? Come on, let's be real here. You, you keep friends that. with anyone who would release <laughs> their starter. Like, I would unfriend anyone in a heartbeat that told me they released their starter in a second. I don't care how much time second. we got. No love, out of here. Bye. <laughs> that is psychopathic behavior. I, I could agree with that, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like going from like the gear to X to to the um to the uh, X2 to the reload to Accent Core. Like it was, it's great because I got to see a franchise that I really, really loved and grew up with, just to continue to evolve and keep going. And I honestly think um, what broke my heart was how long it took us to get a new Guilty Gear game. Like, obviously, back then, it wasn't unheard of for a, uh, a series to, like, get remade and, like, small, like, portions of it, like, get changed up, but not really too much detail. I mean, obviously, like, look at Street Fighter. Like, Street Fighter, we had Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2, Hyper Fighting Street Fighter 2, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, I, don't, I can't even count how many iterations it probably had. Yeah, like, the expansions. And, like to this day, I still like. I, what was it? The last one? It was like Hyper Super Dimensional Street Fighter Two Ultimate Tournament cool. Edition. <laughs> like, I don't know, but like, like to see the game continue to go, it was just so satisfying. And to see games that branched off from it, like, I loved the Blaze Blue series. Like, absolutely. Like when I saw Blaze Blue, I got immediate Guilty Gear vibes, and I was like, oh my god, what is this game? This guy, you know, big sore, very attitude-y, you know, like, I was like, oh, man, very soul bad guy, like, rocked in the pledge, really like him. 
you know, and Jin, you know, uh, regal looking and everything like that, very Kaikisuke. And I was like, wow, it's like these, it's like they, they reborn the characters in like different roles, but like very much still the same. And I loved it. I then seeing Blaze Blue kind of go through that thing, same transition of Blaze Blue, Blaze Blue uh, Calamity Trigger uh, was the first one, I believe, right? Yeah. Yes. And then there was, and uh, then after Chrono Phantasma, uh, no. um, Continuum Shift. Continuum, Continuum Shift. Shift. I always forget about Continuum Shift. I have the collector's edition for that. That's yeah, like a so big box, right? It is a big box. <laughs> I got the Continuum Shift. It was Continuum Shift two. Like seeing that evolve gave me immediate Blaze Blue vibes, and I, I don't think I've ever picked up a an Arc System fighting game and had a bad time with it like i i enjoyed it and very least arxis fighting games are fun you can you fun. can always go in there and unless you pick a super duper like hard character that's just part out the gate you can do like some cool stuff not all the cool stuff but you can do some of the cool stuff that was me when i played hakuman i did not like hakuman <laughs> oh, well yeah going in that's one of those uh characters that you might not be able to do the cool stuff with immediately not at all man but <laughs> But yeah, like, it was just wonderful to see that, like, that same vibe. Like I said, like, it was like watching just a, gr I felt like I grew with it. And my love for the series continued to grow. And, you know, it just continues even to this day. Like, you know, when they announced Fighters and it's it was by Arc System, I was, I was over the moon. I, full disclaimer, did not like the tank, the Budokai Tenkaichi series. I liked Budokai, okay, but you I didn't like the Tenkaichi. See, I, did. I have me and the Jamaican Shake. You know, we are we are brothers, and um, when we were kids, we had Dragon Ball Z uh, Budokai Tenkaichi three on the Wii. We never really played them outside of that version, because um, I never liked them before that either. I. I just have a natural aversion to like arena type fighters like that. Uh, but the, the, that one was cool because you could do the hand motions with the Wiimote. And um, it was pretty accurate actually. You know, Special Beam came, did the motion, and Special Beam came out. Same with the Kamehameha, that shit was cool. Same with like the explosion, you know, you had to cross your arms and then pull them out and it would do the explosion instead of hitting the button. It was tight, it worked, it actually worked. But I feel you, I didn't like the Tank Haichi games either. I felt like it, it just felt like I, I, I can agree with the arena fighter things. I'm arena fighters are very hit or miss for me. I'm not gonna lie, but I think that when they when they finally announced fighters, I was I was just over the moon. I was excited. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe this. This looks so cool. And even to this day, it's such a it's a game that I will always like. If someone says, yo, I mean, we'll play fighters, I will never say no. Like, oh, let's go. I don't care if I'm winning. I don't care if I'm losing. You could be handing my ass to me, or I could be handing ass out. Doesn't matter. I had I have such a fun time with it. It doesn't matter. Um, even like when you and me, we were playing not too not too long ago. We were just playing. It was the first time you and me picked the sticks up on it in like a long time. Time, uh, yeah. When we were hosting that tournament, or yeah, hosting like, the the tournaments, the multiple ones. Yeah, like. It just, it just felt satisfying. It was just fun. It didn't matter if I was getting caught up or whatever like that. I was just having a great time. And that's that's the beauty of these Arc System games. You just have fun. And even watching like the the visuals on it, like you said, like it's just 
aesthetically pleasing. The blast, the explosion, the sparkles, the hits, the the sounds like Arc Systems knows how to get you in there, man. Especially the I, I, the biggest thing is the music, bro. They just the music they get you. It's so good. And when it comes to um, uh, Arxis right now in this past generation, you know your Street Fighter Five, your Tekken Seven, your MK11 and X. Um, even though I like X. Um, and um, okay, shout. Samurai Showdown and stuff, things like that. Um, oh, I guess that's also... No, that's SNK. Um, with things like that, and KOF 14, things like that, um, Arxis is actually, like, a bright spot in all of that. They're ga the games that came out in the middle of that generation were really, like, were really so solid. Were so solidly made. Like you, like you said, Fighters was premium. That was a premium game. That was, like, top three games at at um at that like triple a level it was so awesome like if i were to say i couldn't say like this past generation was a bust for me because fighters was just so good like dude i i, I think that and i think that the beauty of it too is that i mean look at fighters as it is now like it's it, it it's it's seamlessly basically done like i don't really see them adding any new characters i mean i'm it's it's possible that it, i could be wrong they might surprise us and say instead of actually making like a fighters 2 they're just going to continue to expand on the first one i don't know i mean i can't even think about who they would be adding at this point but you know let them do what they want i mean the world is their oyster at this point yeah this with with uh the reception of fighters when uh when i first saw fighters when i first saw that trailer for fighters um i, I was excited Maybe not as much as say um, you or excuse me um, as you or some of the other uh, members of the chain because I'm not like a Dragon Ball Dragon Ball head, right? I'm not like crazy on Dragon Ball. I I watched like all of Z. Don't get me wrong. I watched all of Z just like everyone else did. But like then I was just, like, okay, on to the next one. I never like I didn't like build any emotional attachment towards it. I like some of the villains, you know. I like Ooh. Painting them was so cool. Cooler's one of my favorites. Um, facts, facts. But when I first saw it, that was the that was exciting. And then it was like I saw the three v three, and it was like high flying. You can call an assist, which is absolutely perfect for Dragon Ball. That high, uh, the high kinetic fighting style. Like it, it couldn't be grounded. This is Dragon Ball we're talking about. Like, there's no room for solid, grounded footsies in Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be degenerate, it's gotta be fast, it's gotta be all over the screen. Big things happen all the time, so I'm with it. I have no problem um, objectively to that. I think that was perfect, they made the perfect call for that. But, however, me personally, I have always been so bad at games like that. The high-flying ones, the multiple characters, the calling assists, the the eight-way jumps and things like that. I'm so I'm so bad at all of them. So I was worried when I first saw it. I was like, "Damn, I'll, I'll play it, but I'm gonna be bad at this for like my whole life." And the lie detector determined that was a lie. Don't come at my neck like that. <laughs> that was just my my that was just my initial thoughts. 
Because I've always been like, because it's similar to Marvel vs. Capcom like that. Like, Dragon Ball Fighters, it's very like, Marvel-ish. Mm-hmm. With how bombastic it is. I'm not good at that, you know, there's too much going on, too much to juggle for me sometimes. How did you feel about that? Do, do you think that, um, that method of gameplay worked for Dragon Ball, or do you think there was another way they could have done it? I, I, I think they hit it on the, the, they hit the nail on the head perfectly. I mean, the, the air combos and just being able to juggle and, and just the way the characters play, like every character plays exactly how you think they would play. Um, Frieza's the, you know, the distance, keep away, you know, you know, character and like when and when they finally do get in and get close up to you, it's it's very much like very sneaky sly style. Goku, your your main hero, hard hitter, kind of well rounded, very good for anybody that's just jumping into the game for the first time. Um, you know, your Piccolo, very technical, very all around. You know, Vegeta, hard striking, fast, hard hitting. You know, like everybody just felt the way they needed to feel. And that's what I liked. Like, there was nothing that made me feel disappointed. Even the different variations of Gohan. Like, we had the teen Gohan, which was like the, you know, I'm quick. You know, I may not t- I may not do as much damage, but I- I'm fast. I'm hard to get. I hold up. And once I get in there, I'm going to go in there. And then you got the, the older version. Um with like the the more kind of like rounded about like style very much goku um like but at the same time still his own unique uh, set of moves i mean everyone has a kamehameha basically in this game everybody's got some type of a blast move but like you know he you know he didn't rely just on the kamehameha it's like he used the misenko as his uh being blast move instead he had the the teleporting dragon punches the as he continues to use his level uh level one to level himself up he got faster more hits and stuff it's like style change i loved it man it, i mean especially for me i think that i mainly fell more in love with it with how much love i felt the character for adult gohan got because let's be real here if you're a z fan and you are a gohan fan i am sorry i am sorry on behalf of all the gohan heads because i am a huge gohan head i am so sorry <laughs> gohan fans are down bad but you know Side note, Dragon Ball Superhero, Super Movie, whatever they call that fucking movie right now. You know, we, we, we got some love in there for our boy. So hopefully that trend continues. Let's hope but, so. <laughs> but yeah, dude, like, yeah, fighters just, I, I felt like they did a fantastic job. I think they did everything they needed to do. They did the franchise well. They did the fans well. And I mean, even to this day, like we said, it's still a mainstay game in these tournaments. Like, I, I love this. You love to see it. You just do. No, yeah, it's, especially to have a game that's not Smash, right? That is based off of a direct license, be so popular, not just on the merit of its IP, you know, being Dragon Ball, but also just on the gameplay. And the fact that it brought together so many different uh, branches of the FGC. You had Street Fighter players joining it. You had Mortal Kombat players joining it. You had Guilty Gear players joining it. Blaze Blue players joining it. There's some Tekken players that joined it. And Tekken players don't play any game but Tekken. And they were joining. 
Yeah. So it must have it, it tapped into something. I, I feel like everyone just wanted to play this amazing Dragon Ball game because they've always wanted a game like Dragon Ball Fighters. And I really feel like like the bottom of my heart, I feel like Arxis with their track record and the way they make their games was the sole company that could have pulled it off this way. Nah, I, I, I heavily agree to that. And I also kind of, I'll, I don't want to say attribute it uh, solely, because I'm sure there were other factors. Um, I feel like Dragon Ball Fighters kind of blurred that line um, indefinitely between regular fighting games and quote-unquote anime fighters. Because they used to be separate, like Blaze Blue and Guilty Gear and like Arcana Arcana Heart and all those other ones. Um, they used to be in their own group called like uh, the the um, the anime fighters, and then fighting games were just you know Street Fighter, Tekken, Mortal Kombat, things like that, Marvel's Capcom. And I feel like it blurred. It's blurred. The line is too blurred now because I think nah, fighters. I, I think fighters has a big part. What do you think? No, nah, I could agree to that, man. Heavily. I remember like, like obviously growing up and, and playing a lot of these games, the the anime fighting games were definitely not something you saw very often in the mainstays of like anything. Um, you didn't see them stocked very very often. You didn't see them like sold in a lot of places. You had to you had to go find them. It, it was literally a treasure hunt. Um, the only ones that you typically saw maybe were basically kind of only the Dragon Ball games. You know, Budokai 1, Budokai 2, Budokai 3, then the Tenkaichi series and stuff like that. But like, very much like you said, like Arcana Hearts is something that I feel like a lot of people don't even know exists still. Um, but if you have PlayStation Plus, it's uh, not that PlayStation Plus, the PlayStation Plus, but the uh, like their upgraded membership, it's on there for to be able to stream it. You can play the first one and the third one. It's on there. Arcana. Yeah. Is it Arcana or is it Arcana? Arcana, Arcana. It, it's. I don't, I don't. I can't. I can't tell you how. What. What. what it, I guess it's whatever. Tomato, <laughs> I, tomato. I suppose it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when uh when somebody talks about that Pokemon Arceus or Arceus. I'm like, what? What is it? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. No. Freezer, Freezer. You know, you pick your you pick your tea, but. All right. Nah. You no, know, it is not Freezer. It uh, actually. It Who's out there calling Freezer Freezer? freezer? I want to know. I want to know. I mean, you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who's out there calling him Freezer. It's the same people that call Naruto Naruto. No, not Naruto, not Naruto. <laughs> I, I'm not. That's such a pet peeve of mine. I can't lie to you. I'm like, where's where's the D in his name? Spell his name. And they'll be like, <laughs> N-A-R-U-T-O. Where is the D? Where, where, where do you pronounce the D in this thing? Now, I want to talk about uh, Blaze Blue for a little bit. Let's do that. I'm excited now. Um, Blaze Blue, I remember my first, I don't want to call it an introduction um, because I didn't pursue it. But I remember one time I walked into GameStop, I couldn't even tell you what I was buying. But homie behind the counter, he was adamant. He was like, he was gung ho about this. He wanted me so badly to try out this new fighting game called Blaze Blue. New fighting game called Blaze Blue. It, it was like just about to drop and he wanted me to play. I must have been buying a fighting game at the time for him to be so pushy about it. Cause he was kind of pushy. He wrote it down for me, put down the release date and everything for me. 
to buy this game. I didn't say, hey, I'm looking for Blaze Blue. He just said, oh, you like fighting games? Here, you gotta try this Blaze Blue game out, dog. And you wanna know what I did? You tried I it out. I slept on it. Nope. I ignored it. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I ignored the fuck out of it. I didn't even give it any attention for years. For years, I wrote not, off Blaze Blue. Not Blaze Blue, no. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's interesting now seeing um, what Arxis is doing now by... It, it's almost for people like me where they're bringing rollback to these old games like Blaze Blue for people like me who might have heard about it and blew it off because we didn't know what it was or or we weren't we don't care about anime fighters we only like playing Street Fighter and Tekken and Mortal Kombat and that's as as far as we went you know small minds mm -hmm. um, but now you know we're all older at least I'm older you were on the boat from the jump and Blaze Blue is like super interesting to me now I played Central Fiction I played it a lot online when the rollback was added and I played with y'all Actually, I don't think I've ever played with you, though, Lobo. I think I'm the only one that has never played a match of Blaze Blue with you. That's insane. Uh, you'd probably beat me up, though. I am not good at Blaze Blue, and I am not I... being humble. I swear to God, I am bad at this game. <laughs> uh, I, I got, I got, I got to pick the sticks up and practice a little bit. I mean, but um, but uh... where I'm, but where I'm getting at is um, now with so much hindsight. Right, with so much hindsight with Blaze Blue and seeing how far it's come mm -hmm. from um, where it is now, how how would you describe um, Blaze Blue's Blaze Blue's growth in comparison to Guilty Gear's growth? All I'm saying is, Arc System needs to stop teasing me and just give me a goddamn game. A new one. Give me a new Blaze Blue game. I, I I know that I know the cross tag thing was just a test. No, that's just okay. That's just just get just listen. Y'all failed. That was a bad test. <laughs> give me another test. Give me a. That's what tests are a, for. Give me a report of what <laughs> one of the of the I don't care. I want one. Um, now nah, on 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 the whole other uh, actual like serious talk about it. Um, right, right. I think that. With the succession of seeing the Guilty Gear kind of rose back up, and I'm not—it's not to say that I don't think it ever really fell off. I felt like a lot of people that were in the fighting game scenes still like they knew of Guilty Gear. You know what I mean? Like they—they they still pull, like they, there's a couple people that knew. It's like, oh man, I used to play Guilty Gear all the time and stuff. And the fact that it disappeared for a while, I feel like Blaze Blue was like a good way to kind of reintroduce people to that game. Um, but like in a, but allowing them to have a whole new IP, you know what I mean? Like give them a new franchise to start, see if the interest of that style is still there. Cause Guilty Gear and Blaze, we have very similar styles. And I think that that's what helped it. Um, like you said, I was on the, I was on the boat from Blaze Boots, from the jump, man. I, I was the captain up there. Uh, I was the captain Jack Sparrow of that one. <laughs> Y'all had oh, a dirt. Y'all had a job. Derek, I've got a job. Guilty Gear. I got a job. Blaze Blue. But um, fact is, like, I remember um, I, I was hanging out with my buddy Boog, and uh, we were sitting in his basement, and um, we were watching like YouTube videos or something about, about like just like different combos and stuff. 
and um, we saw the trailer for Blaze Blue, and I, I was immediately hooked. Like, I, I can't lie to you. And it wasn't just the fact that it was like a very anime-esque style fighting game. I looked at it and I was like, this gives me Guilty Gear vibes. I need to play this game. I went out, I pre-ordered it. I got the special edition with the little soundtrack, everything with it. I took that thing home, popped it into my PS3, and just immediately felt, it, it just felt very Guilty Gear vibes. The music, the the combo system, the characters. We can't, you can't tell me, you can't look at Iron Tiger and can't, you can't see Potemkin. Like, you can't tell me that. Of course. Like, <laughs> like, I think he has Potemkin colors too in some of his ultimates, right? Yeah, and also you got, like, Lychee was, I would say, was the closest thing to, like, um, uh, what was her name? Uh, May, the girl with the anchor, right? Yeah, that's May. Yeah, yeah, very, very May, just more, more grown. And then you got Faust and Akumen, who was literally, he was basically Akumen. Very, very goofy and kind of all over the place with it, a lot of his moves and stuff. Like, it just felt so, like, Are you nostalgic. thinking of uh, Arakune, the, the, the blob um, monster? The blob, yeah, yeah. Yeah, freaking no mask looking dude or no face. Um, like, very, very nostalgic vibes. I loved it. And I think that with the not this guilty gear they came out but the previous one that came out uh the the third right that was the, that was the title i'm not uh, wrong excerpt, yeah oh wait excerpt. guilty gear guilty gear yeah excerpt. that's yeah. the one before strive yeah and then it like or seeing the, the before, before yeah like seeing the 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 like resurgence of that like community of like gamers that still had the interest and then seeing the the new gamers coming in you know like it was a very much like, oh wow, this is so great. I mean, they, I think all the, I think everything they need is there. I mean, what I really want is a Guilty Gear X Blaze Blue game. That like, seems to be the next logical choice, right? Like, I just feel like you have to come on. Give me Soul Bad Guy versus Ragnar the Blood Edge. Give me, Ka- give me Kai Kisuke versus uh, Jin. Give me Potemkin versus Tager. Like, I want to see this stuff happen, bro. And that that does seem like the next um, logical step when it comes to crossovers. Like whatever cross type battle it is, like that's that's whatever. That's that's whatever. That's as the Jamaican Shay calls it. That's that's Mugen, but yeah, that's um, literally that's basically Mugen. what it is. But um, yeah, yeah. A, a Guilty Gear X Blaze Blue would be so cool, and it would match so well. The aesthetics are all there in the same company. You know, no license, and they can bring in whoever they want. Yeah. Like, literally, they could fill that roster with whoever they wanted. You got all the characters. You got so many unique styles. Um, I don't know if they had anybody that was, like, a puppeteer. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know if you remember Carl from yeah, Blaze Carl, Blue. Carl Clover. Yeah, like, I feel like, I don't know if there was really anybody that was, like, kind of like that in, in guess, Guilty Gear. I guess Zato was kind of like that. I guess. Zato and Eddie. Maybe. Kind of. Like, not one for one. Because like, because because you could still control Carl and then have the the puppet attack for you still, so she would you could set up some stuff where she, he would go in on you and then she'd just come up and wallop you, and then you still be able to go in. So I don't know, maybe I, I guess that's gonna be like the closest thing, but like I just feel like they have everything they need. 
If anything, I think the next step would be maybe releasing a new Blaze Blue title. And then from there, once they see that the um like the love is there for it, they could go into a cross type game. You know, I don't see why not. Now let me ask you this. You have this um desire for a crossover with um uh Guilty Gear for Blaze Blue. Yep. Um, would you want the next Blaze Blue to then be in like the same animation style as Guilty Gear Strive or even Exert? You know, like uh, 3D made to look 2D, or would you prefer Blaze Blue to stick with their sprites, updated sprites instead of 3D? The fan in me would want to stay where it was before. The veteran gamer in me is going to tell me they're going to update it and you know what i wouldn't i'm not gonna i wouldn't hate it i don't think it would look bad i mean it's very much i guess like gonna be what they're kind of gonna go toward so I'm, i mean i wouldn't be opposed to it i would love the sprite system to stay um i always felt like with the sprites there was less like room for like weird like nonsensical hits if that makes sense like weird hit boxes you know at least like it makes more sense but when you have like a lot of these like 3d model sprites obviously there's a lot more animations involved there's a lot more movements involved so you know you could have like that one sweet spot of like a character maybe even like breathing weirdly and it could have like a impact on where their hit boxes so i don't know i think that i would prefer the sprite system but if they do switch it over, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it either. I mean, Strive looks phenomenal, so. It does. Strive does look freaking fantastic. Okay, but that's, then, a, that's interesting. Yeah, I think that it would be cool. I mean, if you think about it, there's a lot of characters that probably benefit from that, like, look and style for a lot of their supers. I mean, like, freaking, um, um, you got, well, I mean, like, obviously, Ragna would be one. Um, Bang Shishigami is another one. Like, can you imagine, like, Bang Shishigami is, like, ninjutsu-like stuff, like, flying all over the place oh god him and chip versus each other would be cool too I no, just no, it would be that. such a high octane battle would you even be able to keep up with him on the screen listen all i'm saying is once you hear the bang shishigami theme song you know it's a rap for chip i'm sorry chip <laughs> but when you hear that bang 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 like that's it that's it it's over it's just all throw over the, throw, throw in the towel you're done I'm sorry chip you don't have to help <laughs> the tank this you don't not at all but um, yeah, like uh, like just uh, yeah, I could just see like, even, uh, what was his name? It's gonna kill me right now. I know you like. I think you played the character. I think you like him. Blaze Blue, Hazuma. There it is. You, yeah, you know exactly who I was. Hazuma's <laughs> the man, man. I love Hazuma. Can you imagine his supers in that full 3D, 2D style of like animations from Bla um from Guilty Gear? That would look crazy. My God, yes. Just the style in general, I think, would be very, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Complimentary to the flashness that Blaze Blue has. Because I feel like Blaze Blue has a little bit more flash than Guilty Gear does, just overall. Just in my just, opinion, yeah. a lot more particles, a lot more um, uh, people doing wild screen filling things. Yeah, I could, I could agree with that. So I feel like having that, like, 3D, big 3D style, th those super cool graphics that like Strive has, 
I think would really benefit it. My only concern would be if they like simplified it because I feel like Blaze Blue is a really, really hard game. Like I know Guilty Gear is hard, but I feel like Blaze Blue is a little bit harder than Guilty Gear is just as a whole. I feel like that was the beauty that I loved about it though, was the fact is like the initial like startup was very basic and you're like, not, not, I, 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 was, I hate to say basic this way though, but like it was very much like you could get into it. Like uh, my bu my buddy uh, Tato, who um, he also played fighting games a lot when we grew up, but he wasn't like as into like the competitive scene. Like he saw like Blaze Blue at my house and he was like, oh, I want to play this. Picked up the game with me and he started playing as Hakuman and he just, it was just like, it to him was just fun. That's just all it was. It was just fun. And I think that's where the beauty of the Arc System games come in. He was a newcomer to the series, fresh out the gate, no idea what this character did and he still enjoyed himself. And then as you did, like, as he did his super moves and his power-ups, like, he was like, oh my god, this is so cool. Then when Continuum Shift came out, they kind of made it a little more complex. You know, you had more juggles. Like, Ragna was basically an air-juggling character, you know. Um, and he just saw that evolution each time. Yeah, Continuum Shift, Continuum Shift 2, Chronoplasm, you know, like, everything. And I think that the coolest thing for me was... Uh, the introduction when you finally got to do the introduction to the uh, the astral finishes, they oh, are just are cool. Those are just so satisfying to watch. And the cool thing about astral finishes is how um, like rewarding it is because of how hard because they're like win more right. Like you got already got to be winning to hit the astral, and they're just like so disrespectful in a way. It's like the most flashy type of tea bag is the astral heat so i know that you had to be like yeah you had to be like a lot more ahead in the winning street uh, area i think that you had to be like two up to actually qualify for an astral and i think they changed that in the later games but i re I, ve I very much remember in the original games you had to be very high up in your in your wins against whoever you're fighting and then you also had to have a lot more health than them yeah so like you said like 30 percent or something Yep. Work, at and, least nowadays yeah it was very much like you had to put in the work and watching the sprites like Ragnar's obviously was the one where he unleashed the blaze blue power within him and his uh his um blood edge sword turned into a scythe so you got to actually see the why they called him Ragnar the blood edge you know the reaper it was crazy my favorite one to this day is Tager's where he takes you and freaking rocks you into the atmosphere and then just slams you into the ground and literally creates a crater with your corpse i was like that was unnecessary but god it was cool god awful cool that's what i'm talking about i don't yeah but my only issue with some of the astrals is that like you could like some characters could combo into their astrals and yeah i'm never a big fan of being able to combo into insta kills like that but i figure if you earned it you earned it yeah, I mean, I, th I think that in the later games, it kind of became like a, it became like a regular, like, oh yeah, that's, it's, it's no different than basically like a fatality. Like once you knew, once your health was at like a certain point and they knew that you could just finish it, they, they just, they was just like, yeah, at that point, just finish it. <laughs> yeah, at that point. And I was kind of hoping 
when rollback was brought into blaze blue central fiction that it would explode the scene back on and you know we'd see it at tournaments again and we'd start hearing talks about future plans and whatnot but unfortunately i feel like it kind of like died off again like it was fun and then um people just went back to play like probably guilty gear games again and stuff like that yeah unfortunately i mean i felt like at that time um because it was a weird time, obviously, and uh, I think that was also around the uh, that was a, that was close around the time that um, Fighters was coming out, wasn't it? Um, so it was well when they added Rollback to Blaze Blue. Yeah. No, no, that was just recently. That was February, maybe March. Oh, I might be thinking of this year. Else. Then you might be on Fighters. What's going on with Fighters? I feel like there's nothing really going on. Round fighters. I think Marvel's Capcom Infinite was like new when Fighters came out. Was yeah, Cap yeah, so. yeah. Infinite was around then, and Infinite was just ugh. ugh. Yeah, Infinite was Infinite. Yeah. Uh, but that's a conversation <laughs> for another day. Yeah. Another but day. for let's now, not, let's do that. Um, let's not do that. Uh, hopping back to Guilty Gear, I got into Guilty Gear. I don't like uh, officially, but still kind of unofficially because I still didn't put so much time into it, but I bought the game. Like my first Guilty Gear I bought, probably for like a lot of other people, was Guilty Gear Exert. Mm -hmm. Um, I bought Guilty Gear Exert. I knew about as close to nothing about the game as a veteran fighting game player could be. Like you knew some things. You've seen some of the characters around. You've seen Soul. You've seen Potemkin around. You know Faust. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I bought it, I was like, okay, so here we go. First for, uh, foray into Guilty Gear World. What's got in store for me? And boy, I was not ready. I was getting beat up <laughs> so hard. I did not understand the flow of the game. I didn't I didn't have the smell of the game yet. Um, I didn't know how combos worked. This things weren't linking how I was expecting them to be. Cause I've played I played Blaze Blue before I played Exert. And with Blaze Blue, you can just go ABC, ABCD, right? You can get square, triangle, circle, X, and you have the most basic combo of the whole world. But it's still linked. And I felt like um, Guilty Gear wasn't like that at first. It is. You can, you can go square, triangle, X, and circle. Um, but I didn't know that. I was really struggling with Guilty Gear at first. And I didn't know anything about the characters. I didn't know who was top tier. I didn't know who was bottom tier. I didn't know. I didn't understand like the way they did their moves with the half circle back forward motion with all their special moves and things like that. But at the time when Exer dropped, and this is why I bought it, it was the best looking fighting game on the market at the time. It looked gorgeous. Did you get into Exer um, heavy when it came out? Like you were in the older games? So around that time, I think when it came out, um, I was actually in school. Um, I was in college, so I don't think I was able to enjoy it as much. I still like I very much like played the game, and I'm pretty sure I have it somewhere in my ca in my catalog over here. Like I'm pretty sure it's on the. It's like I'm actually like looking at my de like from my desk, <laughs> looking at my like shelf, and I'm pretty sure it's in there somewhere. Um, 
and i will say like it like from what i played like you said it was aesthetically very pleasing it was very just very very nice to look at um the other issue i had is like around that time i didn't have really anybody to play with so it was more like me just playing on the the system with just the computer so i didn't really have the competition like i um, when i had guilty gear like i had a couple of friends that played it um then i had guilty gear uh x uh i had people that played that as well um so i i like up until i think that one was the only one i didn't really get to like have the crazy like oh man i can't wait to get so much better at this game because i really didn't have a reason to get better if that makes sense no, um, i feel that having competition is the single most important thing for getting better at a fighting game yeah and, and i think that was important. my biggest deal too like i didn't have it and it kind of like put me in that place of like i didn't play it as much like, i had that weird period where i just stopped playing a lot of my games I think we all hit that at some point. Like you said, you were in college, right? I'm sure that was a handful by itself. Yeah. <laughs> Our school. <laughs> Our school, even even worse. You're working your brain super hard, too. All, all like the fun parts of your brain were being overdriven. Yeah, and I think that the other issue was that a lot of the people that I had um, playing games with, I mean, I felt like that was more of like the rise around like people more wanting to play like shooters and stuff. Oh, yeah, so I, I guess didn't... that was a period there. Yeah, so I didn't really get to enjoy it as well as I wanted. Like, don't get me wrong, I still love the game. Actually, fine. Yeah, I see it right there. Yup, I have it. Um, nice, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it right there. I'm watching my cat wag his, his tail around the PlayStation games. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure there he's doing it. But yeah, um, yeah, I still enjoyed it. And, you know, it's, it's just one of those things, like I said, like... Um, I just like watching how far it came. Like I, I may have not have been super into the series like I was back then, but I still loved it enough to have to go. I gotta get this game. That's good because it shows the reputation of Guilty Gear, which even if people who like haven't even thought about Guilty Gear for a while or don't even really have the time to sit down and enjoy it to its full potential they still want to go out and support it and buy it and show their love for it especially when they put in so much effort into these games like this was not a rehash this was not a reboot this this shit was made with boundless love and it showed in the gameplay and the aesthetics and the atmosphere you know how much i love guilty gear i bought the psp game just to play the side scrolling part hey yo <laughs> do, you, do you do you remember that the guilty That's... gear uh it was the, it was like a streets of rage style game i've never played it no what yeah it was uh, on psp it. so it was one of the uh it was it was one of the ports of one of the uh, ps2 games and as a side bonus in the game they had this uh extra mode um where you basically fought the you you played a soul bad guy uh kai kisuke and i think that was honestly it i think it was only those two characters uh, but there was like this really cool like Streets of Rage style beat em up um, where you fought like the monsters they knew, that were known as Gears. Like the actual, it's funny because everyone's like, geez, like Guilty Gear, that sounds like a cool name. But they didn't realize that the, there were actually monsters in the game called Gears that were the whole thing that started the problems in the in the game. Like if you look into the lore, that's where the name comes from. Yeah, I had to catch up on the lore for Strive because I was planning on taking Strive seriously. So I, you know, I caught up on all of that stuff. And it is 
pretty confusing, to be honest. I mean, that's that's like any fighting game. I don't that's feel like <laughs> I feel like there's no. If you want to make a good fighting game, have a story that's absolutely like on some Kingdom Hearts level nonsense. Like you don't know Kingdom what's Hearts going level, on. He said, "I have to I admit, listen. None of us know what's going on in that game. L- l- let me put it to you this way: What the hell is going on in Street Fighter? <laughs> like." It's supposed to be a, a tournament-based, like, fighting game of warriors from all over the world. What is this, what is this secret, alli- um, like, not alliance, um, the secret organization that's trying to take over the world, and why is the government involved, and why is Chun-Li an F- uh, um, a member of Interpol, like, what is this? Who is the, who is actually the main bad guy? Because <laughs> we all thought, we all thought Bison was a problem, then we got Akuma that just shows up as like, I'm actually the villain. And it's like, are you? Nah, I just want to beat this kid's ass. <laughs> he just wants to beat Ryu's up until he turns evil. Tell him to beat the good out of you, boy. Like, yep, yeah, exactly. Like, or freaking, uh, like, don't even get me started on Tekken, man. The freaking lore on that game is just everywhere. All you know is that, you, it, it, how do you know your daddy doesn't love you? He throws you off a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and then you throw him off a mountain, and then he throws you off a mountain again, and then you and just he keep throw throwing your grandpa. You and then you throw grandpa in a volcano. Just <laughs> be throwing shit. If y'all don't just shoot each other and just make sure, y'all just keep throwing each other off. I feel like they oh, like wait. to play each other. Don't forget, Ihachi did throw Jin out of a helicopter. <laughs> oh shit, he did shoot. He did have Jin shot up, and he turned it double Jin. Damn, they did everything. Oh, it just oh didn't my work. God. So, yep, just the, how do you make a good fighting game? Just make sure the lore is so all over the place, no one cares. Um, okay, so I don't want to skip all the way to Strive because there is one game in between, like, Fighters and Strive that we have to touch on uh, briefly. It's like a bridge between them as far as the way they did their graphics and a lot of their presentation, and that is the Grand Blue series. Now, I don't know if you got into the Grand Blue series at all. Um, I, are you aware I, of its presence? Oh, you own it? Okay. Have you played it? I did. I like it. You like it? I need to play more of it. I gotta be honest with you. I felt like I got it, and I did enjoy it. Like, oh, my God. The, 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 I think the visuals are what immediately sold me. So, my buddy Kaiju Carl uh, was the one that actually got me to get it. He was, like, heavy into it. He showed me all the videos while we were at work. He wouldn't stop talking about it, and I ended up getting it. And I ended up playing a couple matches with him online. I did love it, and I feel like an ass because I completely dropped it. And I was like, "Wow, this game was good. Why did I stop playing it?" And I honestly don't have an answer. Just got bored. Didn't like the aesthetic. Didn't like any characters. I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. I don't know. I like I'm. T- I just turned around and up here it is. I have it in my hands right here. <laughs> he went. He went. Grabbed it. Yeah, it's sitting right here. Cause I, I remember how pretty the box was. I got the, uh, I got the special edition. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, even looking at the box right now, I'm just like, man, this game was so cool. I think that what drew me more to it was. The characters were very soul caliber looking. Very high you know, fantasy. Like, yeah, like very like D and D esque. Like, 
I love it. Like I'm opening the box right now. Look at me. I'm like, I wish you could see me right now. I look like a total dork. And I'm like, wow, look, at, look how cool this looks. This special art book and everything. Like, like everything about this game. Like, I, I feel like the that the the main issue was I don't think this game got promoted enough, and I think Not that's really. probably why. Oh, look! I saw the little treasure card that came in there with the little gob the little weird cat goblin and i think you're um you're spot on with that because uh most people i'm sure weren't really aware what the grand blues series was i know i wasn't and my biggest issue uh was always not only did i not know what the grand blue series was i also hate high fantasy so I wasn't into it to begin with. I didn't even give it a fair shot, if I'm being honest. I just did not like the aesthetics. That's not fair, hold on, let me roll that back. I love the presentation. I love the way it looks, I love the way it moves, but I don't like the high fantasy environment. I don't like the care. like the, none of the characters stuck with me. I don't really find the world interesting. That's just all me. It's not Arxis's fault. It's not Grand Blue's fault. It's just a matter of personal preference. That's why. That's why I slept on it. It wasn't even because I thought the gameplay was bad, even though it had like the simple inputs and stuff. Mhm. Mm that's just my issue with it. You said we go. We're gonna play this right after we're done talking to <laughs> Grand Blue. Uh, me and Jamaican Jake, we played it a little bit um, recently, maybe last year. We played it, and it is fun. Do not get me wrong. Um, when I talk uh, bad about Grand Blue, it has nothing to do with anything objective. The game looks great. It plays great. The music is fantastic, like legitimately. I love Grand Blue's music. And the presentation, their story mode is amazing. You played the Grand Blue story mode? Yeah, it was RPG style. Yeah, and it was amazing. It was so cool. But it's just not my style, personally. I could see that. Um, I think well, that. Okay, I think that. Like you. No, that's okay. Uh, I, I was just saying, like touching back on what you were saying. I think that the issue was the. There was, like you said, there was no promotion for the game. Like there wasn't enough hype or like really anything that like really stood out. Like I said, I had no idea about this game until Carl came up and showed me videos of it. And he just kind of like scours YouTube for like videos of like certain things and he kind of came across and was like, oh man, check out this game. It looks really awesome. And then I know that he really, really loves the game. Like I think he pl probably still plays it to this day. Um, but for me, like I played it, I liked it and I had no problem with it. I think all the characters are cool. I played the, um, I think his name is Balsarga or something like that. Like he was this big, like knight looking dude. He's like and or something something like that yeah and he had like a big old like like scythe looking like sword and i think he looked cool i like the uh the one character that had like the he had like his like rat brothers or so he was like a rat guy and he's like he has like brothers or something like that that could like jump in oh and, yeah lowane i think is his name don't don't add, i don't know the name so cool. <laughs> again i'm like i'm showing my ignorance here like like i have the game and i really do think that the the issue was it was coming excuse me hiccuped um, it was coming out, especially around a time that, you know, it was like a weird like space between like a lot of the fighting games, and 
I think that if it had the proper um, promotion, I think that it could have been a good like in between for a lot of games, or it could have even been like a very much like a very big mainstay for a while. But I think because it lacked all that, especially when Guilty Gear came like you know came out and had all its updates and everything like that, I feel like it just basically everyone was just like, oh, just don't play Guilty Gear. Yeah, and that makes sense. And that makes sense. It really didn't. It really didn't get a fair shake from just the community as a whole. I think it was like the game that everyone forgot. Yeah. Which is a shame because it brought some really nice things to the table. Like the ultras, like their supers are animated so beautifully. Um, their intros and outros are so cool. Things like that. Things that are brought over. Now the other games are kind of like taking notice of this, the way that uh, Grand Blue did their cinematic things. Like, like Guilty Gear Strive, like the new hotness right now, is definitely, like, definitely took some pointers from Grand Blue, and I think it needs its um, its credit for that. You know what I mean? I can see that. Do you now? I got a question for you. Okay. Do you think? that their newest IP that they're coming out with this week definitely kind of took a lot of that and could be like a replacement for what could have been Grand Blue? That's a really good question. Uh, DNF Duel is kind of like adjacent to Grand Blue, like in my opinion. It, I don't want to call it the same game because it's definitely not that. But it's the same like idea Here's this pretty, um, I don't call it obscure, pretty isolated IP for the most part. Or I guess you played the Dungeon Fighter series, so I guess it's not as isolated as I thought. I was just, I'm just uncultured. Um, <laughs> but this game that people never really thought about putting in as a fighting game, like they turned it into a fighting game. And it's got amazing aesthetics reminiscent of Grand Blue. Um, without being high fantasy. It's not even really low fantasy. It's just this weird, in a good way, this strange, I guess is a better word, this strange hybrid of modern times and high fantasy and low fantasy and things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, it's got easy inputs too, but can you can also do motion inputs just like Grand Blue. Um, it's got an in-depth story mode that you can probably play as opposed to Guilty Gears and uh, as opposed to Guilty Gears, where you would just watch it. So it's almost kind of like a replacement for Grand Blue. I don't want to come out and say that it will replace Grand Blue, like the next big tournament, instead of Grand Blue, it'll be DNF Duel, because people might not take the DNF Duel like they took the Grand Blue. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as the. Uh, the more, I guess, casual players, the more like busy players, the ones who who aren't competitive, who play these things for like they are like semi-competitive at home. They're like home competitive. They want to be do really well online, and that's really as high as the prospects go with fighting games. Um, they might look at DNF and be like, okay, I didn't, I didn't uh, give Grand Blue a shot. Um, I will rectify that with uh, DNF Duel, 
Um, it's more in my face, in a good way, you know. They're actually showing it off. Um, the characters are cool. It's got a, its own style, its own look, and it's, you know, it seems relatively easy to play, but it still kind of has its own identity. Yeah. So, um, to answer your question, I don't personally think the NF Duel will replace Grand Blue, but I do think it will overshadow it. I could agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. Um, I think that DNF Duel probably has a better shot than Grand Blue did in a sense. Because, I mean, I'll say that I've seen a lot more promotion just from like, like for example, like I walk into GameStop and they actually have DNF Duel being advertised on their TVs, which is something I didn't see at all for Grand Blue at all. So to me, that that kind of like gives me like that, huh? They're actually trying to take this seriously. And um, as you mentioned earlier, I'm I'm a fan of the Dungeon Fighter series. I played a lot, even <laughs> a lot of it back in the day, and even to this day, I still play it. Uh, I was playing on this really crappy <laughs> HP laptop that I had from back in the day, with like <laughs> HP like a like. It was a freaking Giga RAM and a dual core processor. Like back in the day, kids, those were the, the laptops we dealt with. Those were powerful. Those are thousand dollar machines. And um, just being able to try to run it off that was astronomically annoying. I had to like convert like everything, all the power of all my processing had to go to that game. And it wasn't God. like it was like a very, it wasn't like a very like high demanding game either like it like I, I run it on my pc now like it, it, it's, it runs like 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 not even a quarter of my power so it's like crazy to think about back then how hard it was and now it's super easy but like i had fun with it it was very much like that it was a dungeon crawler mixed with like a streets of rage style fighting because you obviously are to beat them up and it, it was so fun being able to evolve and you know customize your characters you had the characters that had the different classes and then the subclasses and seeing that dnf duel basically took those subclasses and actually made them into actual characters like the the main girl the main girl fighter was the base class and then the male fighter that you see is a the one that looks like they're showing is a uh, dojo master which is a which is a subclass which I was like, oh, that's... The, the grappler? Like, he's got, like, the... Yeah. On. Yeah, I was like, that's cool. I like that. Like, still the same, uh, like, same base class, but, like, they were, like, instead of just going, okay, cool, we're just gonna make, like, a copy of each one, they very much took, like, those characters and split them up. The Slayer class, the Cursed Swordsman guy with the demon arm and everything and the big sword... He, you know, you, I saw that they have like the Ashura class, which is one of my, was one of my favorites. And then there's the Grand Ma the Grand's Weapon Master, and then there's the actual like um, Berserker class, which I thought was cool. So I'm excited. I'm excited to actually see what DNF Duel is really going to go through. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I was not too thrilled about the beta from what I saw. I know a lot of people have problems with it. A lot of people have problems with the like they wanted to play certain other characters, but you couldn't because it was like they didn't even get a chance to pick the characters. The game picked for you. Um, but I do see there's definitely more promotion. There's definitely a lot more like love for it. 
Um, this is really cool for those care those players that are like, hey, I used to play D Dungeon Fighter like back in the day. Let's see what DNF Duel gives me. So I don't want to say I have high ho I high hopes for it, but I kind of want to have high hopes that it's going to be good. I mean, I have it pre-ordered, paid off. I'm hoping that I'll be playing it this weekend when it comes out. I hope um, I hope it turns out well for everyone's sake. I was um, I was watching uh, a player named Sonic Soul. Uh, well, I was on his his uh, Twitch stream, and he was playing uh, DNF. You know, he got it early. You know, um, he got it early. A lot of people are playing it now. A lot of people got it early. Um, and he was doing some combo trials with Swiftmaster. Like he's like the air guy. He controls the air, makes tornadoes and stuff. Uh -huh. And I was watching. He was doing like his hardest trial, and watching him do this hard trial. I was, like, a lot of my fears, um, I don't say we're completely quelled, I won't know that until I can play it myself, but the, the, the flashiness of this combo and the relative difficulty of it, uh, compared to what people figured you might be able to do, was actually, um, it was relieving to see. Because it was a cool combo, and it might just be Swiftmaster being swaggy as hell. Um, but this combo was cool, and so I like that you could do cool combos in this game despite it being um, simple inputs and and things and things like that. Knowing when to do a, sim a simple input, when to do the motion input to conserve meter, I think that in itself is a cool little meta game that's like built right into the game like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, it gives me high hopes for the game. So, um, uh, you said pretty much um, the same thing I said about the beta. It did not give me hope. It was like anti-hope. I was like, oh, this game's gonna flop. This is not good. Um, but it's, I, I, I am crossing my fingers for this game right now because I want it to do well. I really do because the. Um, the convention that me and the Jamaican Shakespeare premiered at was our first convention. So I wanted to do, I wanted to be good, you know, just for nostalgia's sake. I hope, I hope it, I hope it does turn out well. I mean, I think that right now we're in like a weird place with a lot of the fighting game scene where I think that we need more more new like games if that makes sense like more new titled games to want to play because obviously for a long time. like obviously like we don't have a lot because everything right now is obviously relying back i mean like obviously like with with like the flop of uh marvel vs capcom infinite i mean i see more people trying to bring back tournaments for ultimate marvel vs capcom 3 and ultimate or just straight up just marvel vs capcom 3. um I think that it would be nice to see like a new emergence of a, a new like IP to kind of come in and go, hey, we're here for this new one and kind of see it kind of rise up. I'm not saying like it's going to be like the Guilty Gear, the tech game level and stuff like that, but it would nice to, it would be nice to see like it like make its way up there. And I mean, it would also be great for arcs because that's a that would be like a fourth title out there in the mainstay of series. 
you know, of these uh, these tournaments. You know, I'm, like they would basically be. They, they, it's weird to say it this way, but they're kind of they'd be kind of running the the, the tournament scene. <laughs> they kind of would, yeah, no doubt. I, I I echo your sentiments as well. A new, just new IPs. I feel like would breathe a lot of new life into the scene right now. Because even though there's uh, sequels in the works that seem to look really cool, like Street Fighter VI, you know, they just showed all that stuff off, and it looks really cool. Um, but yeah, I kind of feel like that we are in a weird spot um, as far as the FGC goes, because we are kind of just like coasting on sequel after sequel. When a new kill in the block could uh, shake things up pretty good. I think uh, I think that would be awesome. Like just some to see that. I mean, what I would love to see, I would love to see Arc System take a lot of uh, these maybe these games that are also like uh, like this is kind of like a quick final thought on this one, but like a lot of the arena fighters that we talked about earlier that were kind of like like I would love to see like them give a lot of those other anime games the 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 fighters treatment, and I feel like see some see some new stuff come out like maybe like. Take a uh, take Naruto, take a uh, Demon Slayer, or hell, the one of the newer animes on the block right now, Jujutsu Kaisen. Like you know, say say a lot of these anime games because obviously anime anime itself is obviously like a very like mainstream piece of entertainment now, and it would be great to see a company just go, hey man, we saw what we did with Fighters, let's see what else we could do with a lot of these other ones. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, just that was just a side note I wanted to throw in there, but definitely. I, I really hope DNF Duel does well. I hope DNF Duel gets the the love, the fan base uh, on there. Um, I hope Arcs keeps up with it. Listen to the fans when there are problems, bugs, and stuff like that. Just listen to everybody, but also listen to people that are not just complaining because they're like, this character just seems cheap, but they're not really learning the system. Learn the system before you complain. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like companies are this day and age pretty good at weeding out the complainers from the actual criticisms yeah i, I just wouldn't want to see it fail just because they're trying too hard to please people and they want the ipd to to succeed so so badly you know what i mean that's, yeah, that's no, more my that. concern no 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 for for sure because that's just the fear of a new ip right like you don't have any established fan base you have to build it from the ground up so yeah. you just want to please them all so we'll see, man. I think DNF will be um, pretty tight. At the very least, I think it'll be a pretty tight game. Maybe so, not groundbreaking, but pretty tight. So right before I guess, because I know we're probably gonna be wrapping this up soon, I got a question for you on DNF Duel. Yeah, go for it. Who do you want to main? Who do I want to main? Um, I plan on maining the Enchantress. Okay. Okay. The... Okay. Uh, the girl with the teddy bear monster for a summon. I can see I am, it. I'm very um, excited to try her, to try her out. Um, because that's just, it's like my style. I was hope I was worried when I first saw her uh, before the trailer when she was just leaked that she was in it and I saw her little teddy bear. I was like, oh my God, that's cool. She's got like an evil teddy bear as like a summon. That's so cool. Nice, Because nice. I like stuff like that, but most of the time characters that have an interesting playstyle that I like don't have a cool enough aesthetic that I like. 
Like, I like that kind of aesthetic, but I don't like the characters they put it on, like, uh, Zato. Zato's, like, Eddie is so cool, and the way he uses Eddie is so cool. It's so cool to me. But I don't like the way Zato looks. Same thing with Carl. I like the fact that he uses the puppet and can use the puppet to trick people up. I think that's cool. But I think Carl, as the character, is whack. I think he's so whack. But I like the entrenched. I think I think she looks pretty cool. But her having like a teddy bear monster and not like a shadow or like a puppet is really cool. It's just like a teddy bear monster. And besides, I play like Fluffles in Yu-Gi-Oh! And one of the cards is the Frightful <laughs> Bear. And it's like the same thing. Um, but yeah, Enchantress, because she looks like she'll be tricky in the kind of ways that I like to be. You know, she'll be doing stuff, and then you can have your bear doing stuff while you're doing stuff and tricking them up, and they gotta try to figure out how to block both you guys at the same time, and the mix-up will be real. It's not just, like, high-low uh, high mix-up with, like, fast plus-frame attacks and stuff, like, maybe, like, Striker does, or, like, Berserker or someone would do. It's just my style of character. And of course, you know, there's the Grappler and Crusader. I'm interested in those two. Those are the first two I played in the betas. And I'm very interested in them too. But Enchantress uh, has my heart right now. Um, how about yourself? I want Ghostblade. Ghostblade? Hell yeah. It's, a, it's got a, a special place in my heart because back when I played D uh, Dungeon Fighter, um, I picked the Ashura, uh, Ashura path for my Slayer, and that was my first um, subclass that I fully maxed out. So, um, well, maxed out at the time because the game continued to update, so I didn't really do. I didn't really play too out often after that. But when I first like played through and I maxed them out, so it's a uh, it's more it's a guilty nostalgia factor. I kind of want to just go through it, just be like, oh man, gotta gotta continue that tradition. Um, I'm also interested in, uh, the, the, uh, Kenochi. I'm interested okay. in her. She seemed really cool. I mean, Ninja Girls, who doesn't like Ninja Girls? Um, after that, honestly, I would say that the only other one that I, I feel like I would be interested in is the Striker, which is weird for me because, um, I don't usually play a lot of those, like, in-your-face type hitting characters. Like, I usually have, like, characters that have some type of safety away from, like, you know, like, being able to be, like, like, I, like for example, I, I, <laughs> it's why you said that you want to play Grappler, because, I mean, as, as, as much as you know, and everyone else knows me, I hate grappling <laughs> characters, I do, I hate them so much, like, God, it, it, I just feel like it's such a kick in the face when I watch, like, my guy get yoked up, so... And obviously, playing a playing a character like uh, like Striker is going to be very much like I'm leaving myself very vulnerable to that whole situation. But you know, just kind of want to see how she is. Like, I mean, I like the way she looks. I like the way the character hits, and the combos look very, very fun. So I'm kind of like, you know what? I think I can get over my fear of being run up and done up by a grappler with her. <laughs> Right, and worst comes to worst, I'm gonna grab my ghost blade and be like, "We're gonna place, we're gonna place some distance here. Let's, a, little, let's a little keep away. Let's get a little keep away going here." But did yeah. you get the chance to play Ghost Blade in the second beta when he was I, available? I did not. Oh, I I'm so not. sorry, bro. 
So everything I've seen is all with videos online. Um, but I think that the benefit of this all is that since I didn't get to play the beta, which I obviously I know you from what you said and what I, I've seen and I played like the I think I played a little bit of the first time when it like launched and I didn't get anybody that I wanted to play. Damn bro. Um, I literally played I think I was like out of ten matches, I got nobody I wanted. Um I will I played the I think I played the um what to call it the the ranger more than everybody else and i was like bro i don't want to play ranger if i want to play dante pseudo dante from devil may cry i'll play devil may cry 5 word <laughs> but you know it's cool though um i think that's going to give me the the excitement of going in and trying this character fresh out the gate um and i think i think i'm going to enjoy it Oh, as someone who has extensive uh, gameplay uh, knowledge of Dungeon Fighters, how would you rate the adaptation um, of the NF Duel from the original source material? Ooh, that's a good one. Um... I want to say that it's very true so far for like the character fighting styles and uniqueness. Like that's a, I like the biggest thing I liked is the fact is that they took a bunch of the subclasses and made sure they turned them into unique characters. And I'm talking like not just for the fact that they have moves, but like giving them like an actual book. It's not like like with the Slayer class, the Slayer class all look exactly the same except for like small changes in the detail. But I think that, like, I mean, unfortunately, uh, like, the the Ghost Blade um, is is very much like what the Ashura class is, and the Slayer class, like, kind of, they kind of all look the same, unfortunately. Blond, like blondish, like faded white hair, demon arm, and stuff like that. Obviously, the the Berserkers, like, 100% what the Berserker does look like, you know, blood red eyes, kind of very feral, which you know that's his fighting style. So I'm very I will say that they very much like are treating like the character as it should be treated, which is good. Um, I want to say that they're doing a good job, but I really can't give a full assessment to that until I get the game in my hands. Fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah. I think I think that uh, we could circle back when uh, DNF Duel comes out and um, we'll have we a can... deep dive conversation about it. I'm, I'm all about it. Because I'll, be I'll be playing the crap out of it too once it comes out. I think this Tuesday for everybody. If I'm not mistaken, the 28th? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. The, 20, the 28th. So this Tuesday, DNF Duel will play. Um, I'm sorry, we'll drop and we will play. And we'll let you guys know next time. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited, and there's always the potential for, we, we, we don't know what Arxis has planned, and it's really hard to guess, because no one guessed DNF Duel, no one guessed Dragon Ball Fighters, no one guessed Grand Blue, you know, the only things we can, like, speculate on are things like Blaze Blue, and Guilty Gear is still, like, doing stuff right now, so we're not getting new. Uh, Guilty Gear so it's like with fighters ending and I believe Grand Blue is, as far as new 
material is, I think they're also finished. Now, it's Guilty Gear Strive is in the middle, is about to start its second season, so they're they're still in the thick of things, and DNF is about to get started. But you know, there's a lot of different branches of Arxis that have made fighting games in the past that aren't doing anything right now. Like the Fighters team isn't doing anything really right now. Blaze Blue team isn't really doing anything right now, as far as we know, and as far as as far as um, the public is concerned, they could have all kinds of things playing that we don't know about. Um, so, if you could choose one potential project for Arxis to um, show off next, what would it be? Just one. Blaze Blue, hands down. It Blaze just, Blue, just, like, give me a Blaze Blue game, please. You got I just, I just want an actual new blaze blue game i feel like if anything like, here's the thing uh, we were talking shortly at the uh, at work about this and um with uh capcom releasing their um fighting collection game and i i think that there was a rumor online that they renewed a huge amount of their old ips now normally it's not uncommon for them to do that because obviously they don't want anybody else to take them so they don't want anybody to take their dark stalkers out of their from underneath them, their rival schools and stuff like that. But the fact that they released this Capcom fighting um collect like like it's like gems collection or something like that, um, kind of gives people speculation that they might be coming up with like a brand new uh game for one of those old titles. So I think that before that happens, I think that Blaze uh Blaze Blue should definitely be a title that Arcs should get going on. I mean, they're on fire, like you just said. I mean, think about it. Within the last, what, five years, they've pumped out a, a good number of games. And again, when I say pumped low. out, they and I, I'm, I'm not saying like pumped out. Like, when I say pumped out, like you said yeah. earlier, it's not like they're just throwing them out the door. No, they're, I know what you mean. They're definitely releasing good quality games, whether they're mainstays in the, in the, in the eyes of the communities for long periods of time they're still going and i mean look at fighters fighters like with the release of uh the human uh humanoid android 21 like like we thought it was done that i mean that may be the end but still they still did like one more last hurrah they kind of get something going for fighters and then now you like you said we got grand blue then you got guilty gear and now we got dnf duel like they're they're definitely uh, rising up. They're definitely on fire, and I think to keep that trend going, man, let's let's get a new Blaze Blue title out there. Let's. I'd say I would love to see like a, I guess like like a, another brand new title, but I think that the safe method would be right now just on the off chance that DNF Duel flops. Let's get a Blaze Blue title out there. Another another IP that people are familiar with, um, and another one that they could have coinciding while they're releasing all the stuff for um guilty gear like let's let's do that you heard it here first folks logo berry crunch arxis listen up blaze blue is next on the list if you drop in another game after dnf it's gotta be blaze blue or Whatever. cross battle or cross give us a cross i don't care just not the other one just not cross tag battle <laughs> <laughs> um 
Well, with that being said, I am tapped out of questions and topics. Uh, do you have any other questions or concerns, Lobo? They just, just, just DNF do do well, please, please, please do well. Just I want you to do well. Do well. It's a, it's a guilty pleasure right now. <laughs> I'm probably gonna play. Well. I, even if the game is shit, I still play. <laughs> For a little bit. No, I, mean, I will. I bought games that I didn't like and played for like a week or two and then dropped. Like the newest King of Fighters. I played that for like two weeks and I haven't played it since. And it's a good game, but there's nothing wrong with buying games on the off chance that you'll like it and then you don't like it. That's just how it goes sometimes. No, I agree with that. Like I say, it's just the, that's that's just a guilty pleasure me. Only because if, if this game does well, maybe we'll get like a console version of a Dungeon Fighter game, you know what I mean? It's like, that'd be cool. I feel like a lot of people would play it if it was on consoles. I think that would be... Well, Well, Dungeon Fighter is on consoles. You can download it and play it on Xbox. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, it's on P... It's a cross-compatible PC and it's on Xbox. And I, I think I heard a rumor that it might be coming to Switch. Um... Not sure that's, like, how true that might be. I mean, it definitely could run on the Switch with no problem, but, yeah. I just I just want I just want more Dungeon Fighter games, because I just love the characters. They just, look, they just look all cool. Well, it sounds like they picked the perfect series to adapt into a fighting game, and it's probably so many characters to choose from, for one. And so many fans. Let's do it. But... If that is all she wrote, then we can wrap this up. We gotta wrap it up. And so with that, Lobo, I want to thank you for coming onto the podcast with me today. Oh man, you know I love being a part of these and by all means, anytime you need me, I'll be here. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And so with that, I would like to reintroduce the one and only Lobo Berry Crunch. Yeah, yeah. And I have been Mick Whoopi Goldberg. And this has been the Bottom of the Pit podcast where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. And we will see you on the next one. The answer lies in the heart of battle.